In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today's show, we have two guests. So we're really demonstrating just how small the world is and how we can work across borders. One of our guests is calling in from Tallinn in Estonia, the second guest from London in the UK, and I'm recording from Prague in the Czech Republic today. Now, our listeners are also from all over the world, so good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And first, I'd like to welcome back our returning listeners. And if you're new, let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance and generational management, as well as business values that may impact your organization or your career. So listen to us live on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. specific time or download our series on iTunes. In this series, you can listen to great advice, leadership success stories that you can learn from that motivate you, stimulate new ideas, and possibly even be the key to your success. I invite you to connect with me, send me your thoughts and insights to Leadership Beyond Borders. Connect with me on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Tell me what you want to hear about. I'd love to get a mail from you. And if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. Now, on to what we're going to talk about today. Small and medium businesses, small and medium-sized businesses, which we're going to refer to as SMBs in this broadcast, want to stay ahead of their competition, but do not always understand how to do that. Digital marketing, although very effective, is confusing and time-consuming for SMBs. While most local businesses have some kind of presence on the web, and know that presence on the web is important, they seldom understand what poor presence is and what good presence is, and they seldom understand that poor presence is almost like having no presence at all. They also do not understand that they need to focus on the customer experience, not just in their shops, in their local shops, but also online. The term user experience, or UX, is often used in the context of web design, with the idea that features must be designed with the end user in mind. Customer experience, or CX, includes UX, but also encompasses every touch point that customers have with a business. And there are many ways to enhance this experience. But very often, because small and business, small and medium businesses do not have huge marketing budgets, much of the digital marketing is done by family or friends, and sometimes they miss out. Now, Cinda 
The Search and Information Industry Association of Europe, whose members try to support small and medium-sized businesses with digital marketing advice, took a look at the digital landscape of small and medium-sized businesses across Europe. Surveying 10% of the SMB market in targeted European countries, they were able to form a picture on what is really happening in the European SMB digital market. And although Cinda's market research focused on Europe, the experts at Cinda concluded that the trends probably are not that much different in North America. So today we're going to talk about the state of digital marketing among SMBs in Europe, and we have two guests. Our first guest is Renato Bottini. Renato is the Director of Business Development for Silktide and has over 20 years experience of sales and marketing ex- across mobile and advertising. He has always been passionate about addressing the needs of the SMB market. Renato, before joining Silktide, was instrumental at Vodafone launching new products into 16 markets, and later at 3UK, ran the business development division for four years. Renato transitioned from mobile into the advertising sector, working for Haibu Yell and helping them address the digital marketing opportunity, heading up Product Go to market for the company's flagship digital solutions. Renato has spent recent years building successful partnerships and helping companies grow and gain market presence in the marketing space. Our second guest is Paul Wood. Paul has been in the local search business for nearly 25 years and is a specialist in strategic planning, product development, and go-to-market strategies. He brings his extensive global experience and cultural understanding to local challenges and helps deliver results. Raised in the United Kingdom before attending university in the United States, Paul's career in senior management has covered North America, Europe, and Asia. From 2010 to 2017, Paul was a CMO, Chief Marketing Officer, for FCR Media, working in Estonia, Sweden, Ireland, and establishing the marketing strategies across the group. Since 2017, Paul has been the senior partner at CEPW, OU Consulting based in Estonia and focusing on the SMB market. Both Paul and Renato are currently supporting the efforts of Cinda, the Search and Information Industry Association, one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit associations. They are supporting the landscape survey that Cinda is conducting across most European countries. The survey looks at digital presence, engagement of SMBs in the digital market. So welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So um, let's let's start out with you, Renato, if you don't mind. Could you just tell us a little bit about this study? Yeah, thank you, Kimberly, and thanks for the introduction. Um, yes, uh, this study is that we all appreciate that small and medium-sized businesses are uh, a real driving force on the economy. Um, we estimate that in Europe, small businesses contribute nearly 60% of the, the overall GDP. But also, we also know that typically small businesses are very time poor. Um, they don't necessarily have all of the uh, skill sets required to 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 um, take their businesses forward, particularly in this very complicated digital marketing space. Mm-hmm. So we thought that we'd look at the increase this increasingly digital economy, and we'll take time to understand and compare and measure the health of digital, the digital health of small businesses and highlight some of those challenges and the opportunities for businesses and service providers alike. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what about, how, how did you go about doing this? What was the methodology behind it? 
Well, in the first phase, we studied about uh, 110,000 SMBs in uh, Ireland, Belgium, Czech Republic, and Slovakia. We used our proprietary software to look at the, the website build quality, whether they were mobile optimized, how many words they had on their website, the linkages, and the quality of the website build right through to the speed of the site. We looked at that and another about 100 different variables um, and, uh, and did that analysis. We wanted to target around 10% of the SMB base in each of the countries. That way we could make a, a good sample size that would be representative of the, the small business market. Mm-hmm. And did you target then different uh, sectors in this, Renato? Yes, good question. We, uh, we certainly focused on, on six core sectors that are uh, particularly important to the Cinder, the, the Cinder group. We looked at the trade sector. We looked at the professional services sector, the, he- the health sector, hospitality, fitness and beauty and retail to see if there were any particular differences between those areas. Um, we, also, um, we also are comparing and contrasting across markets. So uh, whilst many would think that uh, Ireland and Belgium would score significantly higher than, than, than any of the other countries, that wasn't actually what we found to be the case. In some areas, we found that uh, mobile optimization, for example, the, 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 the website being, being able to be uh, seen and used on a mobile phone um, was, was, was um, better in Ireland and Belgium. However, in almost all of the other aspects that we measured, um, the, the, the results were, neg- were, were negligible in, in difference between the markets. Mm-hmm. So let, let's stay on that for a minute on the the optimization of the the mobile optimization because that's such an important issue, isn't it? And Paul, what what were the key findings that you you found about the optimization of of websites? Well, the websites, mobile optimized websites, we actually found that forty two percent of the hundred thousand businesses analyzed were not optimized for mobile desi- devices. Uh, which to our mind is uh, a shockingly high figure. Um, While Ireland and Belgium were 70 and 74% and Czech Republic and Slovakia were both under 50%, um, as Renato said, this is one of the areas where there was a a more significant diversions between the countries. Um, It it still is uh, surprising that the number wasn't so much closer to 100. most website builders these days feature responsive design as a core function. So it's surprising that more sites weren't utilizing this um, to make the sites responsive and, and certainly uh, um, useful on iPads and iPhones and, and Samsung devices. Mm-hmm. So, Paul, just, just for our listeners, uh, so that means that, uh, you know, when you say 42%, I think almost 50, okay? I mean, that's half, <laughs> half, I mean, half, half of these websites um, in these areas, when I you looked at them on my mobile phone, then I really couldn't read them, is what you're exactly. saying. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's in a nutshell, um, the desktop experience is transferred to a very tiny screen. Um, which is not user-friendly. And, and there's a good question about why is mobile optimization important? And, and you've touched on the first one, which is the user experience. Um, mobile optimization actually, when a site is correctly mobile optimized, it actually reconfigures and conforms itself to the device screen size, um, making it easier to search and re- easier to navigate. But there's an even, and that's very important given that more than 50% of uh, all searches uh, are being conducted on mobile devices. I think in the U.S. the latest number is something like 58% of all searches, uh, according to Google, are on on mobile devices. Um, 
But there's an even more important aspect for businesses, which is that their ranking in searches can be negatively impacted if they are not optimized for mobile. In mm-hmm. 2015, uh, Google started something they called Mobile Geddon, uh, which altered their algorithm to boost ratings on mobile-friendly sites. So you could see how if you don't, if you aren't mobile optimized, you could uh, be missing out your competition. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, that's true because everything, I mean, I look at almost everything on my mobile phone now, okay, um, unless I'm sitting at my desk. And, of course, I use the desktop. So it is moving in that direction. So it's important for SMBs to be mobile optimized. But the other thing, Paul, that makes me crazy sometimes is 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 when websites come up really slow, okay, and the time it takes to load. Did you find any results? Did you research that at all? Yes, we, we, we definitely did, because load times, uh, not only are we talking about uh, mobile optimization, but if you have to wait a long time, you're more likely to abandon a site. And the load times uh, we found on average were longer than the times Google recommends. Um, the average load time across all sites was 8.3 seconds on desktop and mobile, but perhaps more concerning was the 10.1 seconds just on mobile devices. Mm-hmm. Now, a, a study, a study we, we, we looked at showed that uh, the probability of a user uh, abandoning a site increases by 25% when the load time approaches 5 seconds and 50% when it approaches 10 seconds. So if they're abandoning your site, that doesn't mean they're abandoning the search. So you could... Uh, uh, be missing out to your direct competition. People mm-hmm. these days expect fast information. Yeah, they don't want to yeah, wait. You know, it's funny you said that because I had that experience actually in the United States, and I was looking to to uh, for a bakery for a, ba- uh, a birthday cake for my husband and. And a couple sites, you know, I just said, forget it. And I went to the site that actually came up really quickly. So, <laughs> SM- yeah. SM- yeah, so SMBs have to be aware of that. Okay. Um, Paul, just, uh, we're going to take a quick break in a minute, but really quick, um, all this information, I mean, you can get analytics about your website if you're an SMB. Um, are SMBs using this information? Did you find? Well, actually, 47% of them are, don't have analytics, uh, so it's true ah. they don't use them or, how, or understand how important it is. Uh, but it's not rocket science. Um, mm-hmm. These basics can be learned. Um, it's important because without understanding uh, this, you can't measure the performance of your business online or the performance of your digital marketing services provider. Mm-hmm. Um, analytics are just a fundamental Okay, good. So we're going to take a quick break here. And um, for our listeners, we are talking about the digital landscape of small and medium-sized businesses across Europe. And when we come back, I, I want to talk a little bit more on the analytics and hear what Renato has to say. And then I want to talk about content. And for our listeners, we're speaking with Renato Bottini, the Director of Business Development, Silktide, and Paul Wood, an expert in local search. We're talking about what CINDA, the Search and Information Industry Association, has learned about the state of digital advertising for small and medium businesses in their landscape market research study in cooperation with Silktide. If you'd like to reach out to Renato, Renato and Paul, you can reach Renato at his website, www.silktide.com. He's also under Twitter, under Silktide, and under and LinkedIn under Renato Bottini. Paul is also on LinkedIn under Paul slash Wood 
and slash three zero six five five nine. I guess Paul, there are probably a lot of Paul, a lot of Paul Woods out there, huh? <laughs> so, uh, can't see the wood for the trees, right? <laughs> okay. And uh, if you want to learn a little bit more about the study, you can reach us at www.cinda.com or at follow Cinda on Facebook. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, CEO and leadership business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders. And we'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Skilled migrants throughout the world can face a variety of challenges. Many times they settle for jobs that are below their skill level because their education and qualifications are not recognized. Do we need local experience in a global world? Join host Alma Besserton for The Global Workplace. We'll explore the issues being faced by migrants as well as showcase diversity and recognize the leadership and inclusion roles of some of today's top global organizations. Listen every Tuesday at 4 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And today we're speaking with Renato Bottini, Director of Business Development, Silk Tide, and Paul Wood, an expert on local search. We've been talking about what CINDA, the Search and Information Industry Association, has learned about the state of digital advertising for small and medium businesses through their landscape market research study that was in cooperation with Silk Tide. And the study looks at small and business small and medium businesses across Europe. Now, before the break, we, we talked about some of the initial findings and about the um, the mobile the mobile optimization of websites and how important that is and and I'd like to go a little bit further now and start to talk about content so 
Paul, if we, you know, there's a huge diversity in content management systems. And did you find out anything in the study on, on what SMBs are using and what they're not using? Yes, we did. We, we actually uh, looked at over 200 uh, different CMSs to, to sort of fingerprint them, if you will, to see uh, if those were being used in the study. And what was surprising is that only 30% of the businesses were using an identifiable CMS. Um, and when I mean a CMS, I'm, I'm saying something like WordPress, uh, which was actually the most popular of the known CMSs used with almost 60% share. Um, that's not particularly surprising because it's a strong brand recognition. It's also because it's free. Um, but th- there's an important factor here and why we looked at it is that Known CMSs um, using any one of these 200 uh, scored almost 17% higher than ones than websites using uh, unidentified CMSs. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's, there's, it, it's hard to pinpoint, but uh, it could be attributed to the actual tool being better um, and its support elements, but it equally might be the skill and experience of the designer. Um, as, as often a tool is often as only as good as the person who uses it. Um, but the the CMS is is an important finding in that it has more of the features and functionality and supporting the overall online presence than creating something from a, a, a custom CMS. Mm-hmm. So on the CMS, and for our listeners, we're talking about content management systems, actually kind of the backbone to your website. When when they're unidentified. Paul, does that mean they're they're doing them themselves, or making them themselves, or designing them themselves? I mean, what what is uh, what does that mean? Well, they could be coding it themselves from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one way to do it. But but it's it, it's surprising to me because given the number of free tools that are out there, um, like a WordPress, like a, a Drupal, like the others, uh, I'm I'm always amazed that people would actually bother um, to do custom coding on this, mm-hmm. especially for a small business. Um, which actually sort of raises an interesting question of if you're using family and friends and they've just finished university, um, surely they're using a tool, but that might not often be the case. They might be using uh, a custom CMS that uh, they want to show off. Mm-hmm. And and so when we talk about the family and friends, I mean, did you did you find that you know SMBs were having professionals do their websites and use these CMS systems, or were they really with family and friends? I mean, were there any kind of indication there? Oh, well, they, they they didn't sign it, you know, your loving nephew. Uh, so, so we couldn't be sure. But uh, I, I think what we're seeing is a lot of a lot of a lot more professionals are doing the sites. Um, but there are also a lot of freelancers out there mm-hmm. um, uh, rather than design agencies or, or larger firms. You know, I, I think the real question is, is, is this, if business considers this an investment and something to engage in or is this a one off? I must have a, a site or an online mm-hmm. presence. You right. know, if the business considers it a one off uh, cost and they're more likely to look at less expensive mm-hmm. solutions and turn yeah. to their friends and family. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But if they're going to engage with it, they'll hire uh, more professional freelancers or firms, design firms. Mm-hmm. And, and staying on that subject, I want to pass to go to Renato now. When you talk about the one-off, okay, because a lot of SMBs kind of look at it as get it up there and not worry about it. Um, but the content and be in, getting content updated is so important. And what did you find out about this? 
Renato. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. It's uh, it was a uh, you know very very deep study, um, and we found out that uh, you know after after testing 110,000 websites, we only saw that 51% of the websites hadn't been updated in over a year. And that's quite staggering when you think about, you know, this is the front and this is the brand, this is the face of the business online. Um, why is that important? Why does that matter? Well, it's really important because ultimately search engines such as Google um, regularly check how frequently the website has been updated and refreshed. And that's because they're looking to find out whether this is a business that's really engaged online and uh, and, is re- and and those businesses that engage online tend to be reflected as more, well, Google looks at it in a much more positive way. And as such, they generally tend to be ranked higher in in search engines, which ultimately is what most people need. So, uh, you know, to your point, a lot of these companies that we're seeing are obviously seeing this as a static tool rather than something that should be a dynamic living representation of their business online. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of this kind of goes in a circle, Renata, right? So, I mean, if I'm a bakery, I want to bake cakes. I mean, that's my that's what I'm my you know my commerce is about baking cakes and selling cupcakes. Okay, so you know I may not pay attention to updating that content, and this is kind of the 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 horse or the cart type scenario here. You know. Um, how do I get the time to do that? And does this come back to having the attitude of one-off or not one-off and trying to find somebody to do this for you? I think more and more people are starting to realize that, uh, you know, um, keeping their online content fresh, keeping it updated, helps them engage their audience, their customers, um, keeps them front of mind of their customers and so on. But, you know, I take the point. The point is the same challenge for small businesses uh, across a lot of uh, a lot of types of business. They generally don't have the skills or the resource or the time mm-hmm. to 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 do a lot of this stuff. But there are simple cu- shortcuts. There's simple ways of doing things. You know, you can add a blog to a website and just upload imagery. So you could put pictures of your latest cakes, or your pastries, or even some some recipes. You could introduce, you know. Um, just news feeds that could be recipes or things that could be used across social media. Mm-hmm. And there's also the opportunity to use video content. I mean, video content is, is very accessible these days and, you know, paints a much, much b- uh, bigger picture much quickly, much, much more quickly. Mm-hmm. And why is video so important? I mean, it, it, does it cause, does it bring more engagement? Do you get to you know, interact with the, actually the people buying the company? Is it better for SEO? I mean, I keep hearing this video is quite important. Why is it? Well, yes. Firstly, it is, uh, it's an opportunity for a business to showcase themselves and their products and services and, their, and the way that they go around their business. Um, but it's also a way that customers can also do that. They can also visit your premises and, and take video and, and upload that to social media and so on. But ultimately, video content is becoming more and more consumed by, by customers. People are consuming more and more video content, and it's becoming very, very important in both SEO, but also you know, showcasing the brand and the company. Um, from an SEO standpoint, we, 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 we saw a study where video is actually now the 17th most important ranking factor for search engines. Um, yet we only found 7.5% of the websites in our study actually had a video on. So, you know, wow. there's a massive opportunity, um, massive opportunity to, to both demonstrate but also drive more traffic and more of the right type of traffic to your websites. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But the beauty of video overall anyway is that it's not just something you put on your website. You can put it in, uh, in, in your social channels. You can put it on YouTube. Um, and all of these things drive more traffic from different sources to your website. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, looking back over the years, maybe the reason for such low adoption has been that sort of uh, people have probably found video difficult to create. You know, it's taken mm-hmm. quite a process. We started with photo motion type videos where people would take pictures and people would stitch them together and create that type of video. But video is now much more accessible. People have mobile phones. They're able to take high quality video very quickly. And, uh, and, and, and really the key is not about the video. It's about what to do with the video and where to put it that will really make the most impact. Mm-hmm. So when, when you talk about taking video and getting up there, I mean, 7.5%, that's not very much. I mean, so this is a huge opportunity for SMBs to, to, to really get their rankings up and get more engagement. Um, and it also, as you said, can be used in social media. So let's talk about what you found about social media in the study, okay? I mean, everybody has a Facebook page, right? <laughs> Everyone seems to have a Facebook page. Uh, but only 28% of the businesses linked to their social media from their website, um, which, is, which, again, is one of, our, one of the factors that is just sort of a red flag to us. You know, Facebook is becoming uh, an extremely important discovery engine, um, as everybody knows. Uh, more than just sharing uh, stories with friends and family, discovery is becoming so important and offering a more frequent and dynamic interaction with customers. Um, so, uh, so we see this as a real missed opportunity for, for many of the SMBs who might well have various social media accounts, whether it's Instagram or Snapchat or, or uh, Pinterest or Facebook, um, but they haven't linked to it from the website. Mm-hmm. And uh, many people who visit a, a website often click through for the Facebook, to the Facebook page because there's often more information to be found. And, and perhaps that information is more honest and up-to-date, um, honest in the sense that you can see comments from other people. Uh, I, I use honest in quotation marks. But, uh, but what's important is by not managing the two different properties, the Facebook and the website or the Instagram and, and uh, the social media and the website, um, they're two important aspects of the same business. Um, and they, they can actually seem out of touch to many of those who use social media um, religiously. Um, and ultimately, uh, as, as Facebook and Instagram and influencers have uh, more of a discovery function, uh, you ultimately risk losing, uh, losing business to competitors uh, if their uh, social media accounts can be found easily. Mm-hmm. So on, on Facebook, then, if I, you know, if I do have then the Facebook um, icon on, me and, on my website and I can link through, and you say people do that because it's, it's more content, is it because it's more up-to-date? We have a tendency to, to update our Facebook more than we do our website, or is there any finding well, behind think- that? It, it, Facebook, Facebook is clearly a two-way interaction. You, you have the ability to engage with the business in direct conversation where a website is usually more of a contact us. Um, but larger companies will have a chat function, but SMBs generally don't. So it's send me a form or, or uh, um, call me. Uh, but on Facebook, uh, you're going to get more comments. You're going to get ratings and reviews. You're going to get uh, recommendations. And all of those areas come in. So so from uh, it, it's a it's a more dynamic interaction in that sense, um, and they they will go from one to the other because uh, I'm speaking from personal experience. If I find uh, 
let's say a, a builder um, that I want to, to do some renovation, then I would click through from their website to see their Facebook page because it's quite possible somebody's rated them and given some comments um, on, on, or he who could even showcase more easily uh, completed work. So from that point of view, uh, I think linking the two properties and understanding their their different roles, but uh, with the same objective in the end is important. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the, I'm astounded that only 28% of businesses have a link to the website. I mean, that's incredible. Okay. And just quickly, what about, what about uh, Twitter or Instagram? You know, uh, are, are SMBs using those? Well, yes, Instagram is is obviously higher in the hospitality and the and the retail, um, and and Facebook is used more than say for trades. Um, mm-hmm. Not many Instagram accounts for uh, finished plumbing jobs, um, but lots about food and and restaurants. <laughs> um, uh, but Twitter turned up as a very distant third. Um, I, I think a lot of that uh, Ireland was the outlier there, but I think that it's more to do with Twitter being uh, predominantly an English language service. Um, where Instagram is is clearly just a visual service and and the uh, language facility of Facebook is much, much easier. Um, but there are many other social platforms, whether it's Pinterest or Snapchat, that uh, may not work for every business, uh, but it's important these channels uh, that they can use effectively are treated um, as the same way that they treat their, their website and uh, keep them connected and linked. Mm-hmm. But that, that's a lot to keep track of. I mean, if you think of Snapchat, Pinterest, okay, Instagram, Twitter, uh, you know, it doesn't surprise me on Twitter. Um, it is primarily English language and it's hard enough when your English is your your mother tongue, it's hard enough to get those words correct in Twitter. Okay, I can't imagine. <laughs> you know, I can't imagine. No edit right? function, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay. But uh, no, I mean, uh, th- this is a really lot to get get your head around for an SMB and um, we're going to we're going to take a short break now when we come back I want to I really want to talk about that and talk about how SMBs can get their head around this and and how maybe we can help them um, and you know start to engage a little bit more with their customers and and feel a little bit more comfortable with the um digital presence out there. So we're going to take a short break, uh, and I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, and today we are speaking with Renato Bottini, Director of Business Development, Silk Tide, and Paul Wood, expert in local search. We're talking about what CINDA, the Search and Information Industry Association, has learned about the state of digital advertising for SMBs through their Landscape Market Research Survey, which was in cooperation with Silk Tide. And if you you'd like to reach out to Paul and Renato, you can reach out to Renato at his website, www.silktide.com, and also on Twitter, in English on Twitter, as a joke, okay, under, under Silk Tide, and also Renato, under Renato Bottini, and that's B-O-T-T-I-N-I, on LinkedIn. And Paul is also on LinkedIn, and it's Paul-Wood-306559. And you can also reach out to us at Cinda on www.cinda.com or on Facebook at Follow Cinda. And once again, you're listening to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel, and we'll be right back.
Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And today we're speaking with Renato Bottini, Director of Business Development, Silk Tide, and Paul Wood, expert in local search. And we're talking about what CINDA, the Search and Information Industry Association, has learned about the state of digital advertising for small and medium businesses through their landscape market research study that was in cooperation with Silk Tide. Now, we're looking at small and medium businesses primarily in Europe. And um, we've heard, we've talked about some of the findings, which are very, very interesting. But now, Renato, we've heard these findings, you know, only 28% have linked through to from Facebook, um, 42% of mobile optimized. You know, these are amazing numbers. But what does this actually mean for the, for the SMB? Well, really, Kimberly, it actually means that ultimately these, uh, these businesses that aren't taking care of their online presence are ultimately going to lose business to potentially their competitors. There are businesses out there that are really, really going forward, going going fast at this, and they're actually um, they're going to sweep up all of the opportunities because ultimately um, the internet is actually a great leveler of the playing field. Historically, we've had enterprise customers that have had, you know, all of the tools, all of the 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 the, the, the 
things that weren't available to small businesses. But the internet has leveled a lot of that. And now you find that uh, small businesses have access to similar tools that, uh, that your large corporations would normally have. So um, the, the danger is, is they're not taking advantage of this opportunity and potentially they will lose, uh, lose business to their, their competition. Mm-hmm. So the bakery that's doing this will win business over the bakery that's not is basically all of it in a nutshell. So our message to SMBs is, is you know, try to get out there and pay attention to it. But, but you know, that's easy to say, Paul, and we'll come back to you for a minute. Um, but, you know, do SMBs really have the resources or the budgets, budgets to effectively manage their online presence? And did this uh, show up in your study? Yes, uh, absolutely. When we looked at the size of business, we did see that the larger, company, larger companies scored better uh, across the board. Um, in fact, medium-sized businesses, uh, the total score was uh, 17% higher than micro-businesses, and small businesses uh, scored 8% uh, higher than micro-businesses. But within that, when you, we, we talked earlier about content using known content management systems. Um, those same micro-businesses scored 17% higher than their own unknown uh, when they used a known content system. So there are things you can do um, to improve your overall score. Now, you know, there's still a great deal of variation within uh, each size category, but the trend is clear. Micro-businesses are not doing as well as larger businesses, but that doesn't mean they can't uh, if they take some of the correct steps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what can they do to improve their online presence? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it reminds me of a line from the movie, Field of Dreams. Uh, if you build it, they will come. Uh, <laughs> that, that only happens in movies that never on the, uh, on, online. Um, a, a lot of the SMBs appear to be looking at the graphic design of their web page. Um, and not looking under the, the hood or the bonnet for our English friends to, to, to see the things that make uh, a difference in ranking well on search engines and converting visitors. Um, there, there are many tools out there that can help a business owner uh, become more educated about what to ask for when developing their online presence. Uh, I, I think that's a key issue because we do understand that the two-person business uh, doesn't have unlimited time when they're managing their accounting and everything, but they can educate themselves uh, on what questions to ask. Um, too often when a, a web designer comes in, you're just looking at uh, a portfolio uh, which focuses on the design elements, uh, and the business owner says, oh, I like that one. Can you put my, my picture in there and my car? And it's like uh, what they don't understand is what needs to take place from a technical perspective to achieve this higher visibility uh, and win in this uh, uh, level playing field market that's out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, but so if you really think about that and uh, jump back to Renato for a minute, you know, it's businesses take care of their stores, you know, and so why shouldn't they take care of their online front. Um, what's your opinion on what the SMBs can do here, Renato? Yeah, I totally agree, Kimberly. I mean, there's, uh, you know, a business will take care of their shop. They'll treat their shop in the way that, uh, you know, they would expect the customers to come in, enjoy what they see, you know, be able to contact people, find what they need, etc. Now, they should treat their, their online presence in the same way. You know, a professional business would never let their stock get out of date, They'd always look for ways to improve the store layout. They'd look for ways to engage better. And they'd look at the competition. 
all of these things apply to um, digital marketing and your online presence. Ultimately, they require active participation. They require engagement from the business owner. And that seems to be missing from the online presence of SMEs. You know, we, we, we're, we're seeing the that they haven't quite got to the point where they realize that uh, um, managing managing their online presence is very, very important and will just become more and more important going forward. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I was just going to ask you, and going forward, Renato, I mean, everything's changing so quickly. I mean, how, how, do, how do you keep up with all this? Well, I think, it's a, I think it's a real challenge for small businesses. I think Paul mentioned earlier the importance of starting to educate yourself, starting to learn a bit more about um, the basics of websites, SEO, digital marketing, and so on. But um, small businesses aren't always going to, aren't going to be the experts of this. And, you know, my, my real advice is that, you know, you need to find uh, a partner, a uh, service provider partner who is invested in your business and is prepared to and, and, and can be relied on to, to, to help you um, achieve what you need online. Um, you know, the mm-hmm. internet is moving fast. It's moving very, very fast and try to keep up with all of those changes constantly. You know, the changes to the Google algorithm, the, the, you know, this is why it's very, very important to, to have a service provider looking after your digital marketing services. And, you know, ultimately, it's like uh, it's like having an accountant looking after your your bookkeeping and so on. It's uh, it's a very specialist field, and and not mm-hmm. all SMBs will understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, Paul, let me ask you: if you were if you were to say what would be the first thing to focus on if for an SMB, what would that be? You might expect me to say mobile optimize your website and link to your social media after <laughs> a previous conversation, but. Uh, um, but these are really just tactics, and, and the real advice I have is to start to educate yourself on the fundamentals of digital marketing, because the, the best way to get the best results is to know what questions to ask and asking the right questions mm-hmm. uh, of the people who are helping you to develop your online presence, um, whether it's a freelancer, whether it's a design firm, or whether it's your nephew um, you still need to have a, a, a fundamental grasp or a basic grasp uh, of what the elements are because otherwise you're just looking at the shiny new car and you don't realize there's no engine inside. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's great advice, really. But now I just want to ask you, you know, we Cinda did this study in Europe because Cinda is a European association. But, um, I'm, you know, I'm American and I – shop in America and I use a lot of stores and and I use websites and I order things and and everything I'm hearing from you I think is not just Europe. I mean, do you think that this it it's kind of the same trend in in the US or Canada or other places in the world? Renato? Yes, basically yes, Kimberly. I think um you know, our experience has shown that you know these are worldwide issues. They're not just uh, European issues. These are issues that exist all over the world. Um, and you know, we don't expect to see radical differences. We seem, you know, we do expect to see differences in terms of you know um, countries, um, uh, their their ability, their 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 their, their um, internet savviness and so on, the people who are in those countries, you know, but generally speaking, the same issues will exist across the globe. And we'll know more once we've uh, completed phase two, when we add uh, some of the larger European countries to the, to the, to the survey. 
Mm-hmm. And so, Renato, as we're getting we're getting towards the end of our show today, and um, what would your three tips to SMBs be as we kind of conclude wrap this up? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I think you've got to remember that ultimately your online presence is a reflect is a reflection of your business and your brand, and more and more the people are actually looking online, researching businesses before they make a purchase decision. Um, you know, if you were a solicitor and you had a terrible website, you wouldn't expect somebody to come and purchase um, from you if you uh, if, if your website wasn't uh, wasn't uh, slick and fast. People making decisions actually look at your business and actually look at reviews and and, and so on um, before they make those decisions. So, firstly, I would say learn the basics of digital marketing and SEO. And what we mean by that is why is mobile optimization important? Why is it important to have pages loading fast? Why is it important to keep your content fresh? And those sorts of things. Secondly, I would say, you know, learn how your customers are interacting with your business online. And for that, you you, you need to learn a bit about how you, you understand analytics, whether people are coming to your website and leaving immediately because your bounce rate is high and so on. So you need to understand those basic fundamentals. And then, you know, finally, I would say that, uh, you need to then start to really monitor and engage all aspects of your online presence. So you're looking at these things and you're starting to understand and ask questions. Only that way will you understand and be able to then drive improvement with your service provider. Um, it's a very, very fundamental part of your business. And, uh, you know, taking care of that is, is, is absolutely critical. Mm-hmm. And I think those are great tips for our small and medium businesses that are listening today. And Paul, in closing, I ask you for three tips, but not for the small and medium businesses necessarily, but also for the companies that support the small and medium businesses. What would those tips be? Hmm. Um, uh, n- number one is educate, educate, educate. Um, I, I think there is a, a, the the. Digital marketing is changing so quickly, small and medium-sized businesses are, are struggling to keep up. Some are very savvy, others are, um, where do I plug this in? Uh, so it, it's really uh, up to the, the, the service companies to actually help educate. And education isn't just a one-time thing, it's an ongoing, constant um, interaction with the customers. And I think digital marketing isn't about selling a product. It's about selling, you know, service and processes to make sure that the business is getting the maximum ROI uh, out of their, out of their purchase. Um, And, and the last one is, is building trust. Um, And one way to build trust is to, is set, setting high and transparent standards. Um, This is what we do. This is how we do it. Uh, This is the level we have. Um, and and therefore, trying to prove the ROI and prove the actions that are uh, taking place. Um, so educate, partner, and build trust. Those are the the three areas I would look at. Okay. Well, this has been this has been a really interesting discussion, and um, I'd like to thank you very much, both of you, for taking the time to talk to us. And for our listeners, we've been speaking with Renato Bottini, Director of Business Development, Silk Tide, and Paul Wood, expert in local search. We've been talking about what Cinda, the search and Information Industry Association has learned about the state of digital advertising for small and medium businesses through their landscape market research that was in cooperation with Silk Tide.
This research looked at the state of businesses across Europe. As we just heard from our experts, though, as Renato said, that you could probably take these results and put them any place because it's pretty much the trend across the world with small and medium businesses. Now, if you'd like to reach out to Renato and Paul, Renato can be reached at Renato Bottini, and that's B-O-T-T-I-N-I on LinkedIn. You can go to Silk Tide on their website, silktide.com, and on Twitter under Silk Tide. And also, just here on our landing page, we have a banner for Silk Tide. Click on the banner and go through to their website and visit them. And for Paul, you can reach Paul on LinkedIn.com, and it's Paul Wood, and it's Paul Wood-306559. Because I guess, Paul, as we last <laughs> said, your, your name's a quite common name, okay? So, uh. So, so, so please reach out to Renato and Paul. And if you'd like uh, more information on the study, go to www.cinda.com or uh, go to cinda at, at follow cinda on Facebook, or you can send an email to info at cinda.com. And once again, click on the banner and visit Silk Tide, Cinda's partner for this research. So thank you guys again. Um, and uh I just want to say that for our listeners, if you want more information on this also, you can also join Renato and Paul at CINDA, the local search conference in Dubrovnik, Croatia, October 14th to 16th. Tickets are available on Eventbrite or under www.cinda.com. And Silk Tide, CINDA's cooperation partner, who is a software company based in US, U- UK, analyzes the online presence of millions of businesses and Silk Tide will be presenting in Dubrovnik. So try come visit us in Dubrovnik, a very nice place to visit, very nice weather, and join us for the Game of Thrones. Now, you've been listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. It is a program sponsored by Global Business Therapy, SIRO, and the Women's Leadership Academy 2020, and Ponytail Talk. And we do executive coaching for women. We provide leadership training, systemic team coaching, certification, motivational speaking, and more. Please contact me, your host, Kimberly Lewis. Send me a mail at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Visit my website at leadershipbeyondborders.net, on Facebook, on their Leadership Beyond Borders, and on Twitter under Kimberly Lewis. So with that, once again, guys, thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you in Dubrovnik. And for our listeners, tune in Tuesdays, 3 p.m. specific time, or download us on iTunes. And until next week, thank you. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.